Hey there, welcome to Woman Talk, We Talk, a bilingual podcast. Every week, we'll sit down with an amazing woman to chat about topics such as tech, startups and entrepreneurship, woman empowerment, and other personal stories of how they found their success. Let's get started. Delicia graduated from Fairfield University in 2014 with a BA in Psychology and Spanish with a minor in Educational Studies. She took part in Teach for America and taught high school Spanish, then transitioned to higher education. She has lived in Brazil as a Fulbright Scholar. Now she is pivoting to become an online educator as well as entrepreneur. She empowers students to harness their inner genius. She specializes in academic and career coaching, serving young adults who want to build their skills to stand out in the college application process, job market, and build confidence in their life and career. Hey, Delisha, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. So great to have you. So to start off, can you tell us a little bit more about your story and just to give our listeners a little bit more context about who you are? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Hola, I'm Delicia. I'm a first-generation Latina, and I really know how tough it is to uh, navigate competing demands and learning how to put my aspirations first as a business owner, right? As a Latina, we have many hats in our family, and I'm sure other communities as well, women of color. So uh, one fun fact is that some people may not know that I actually started my very first business venture in 2009 in high school, bringing homemade purses from, uh, handmade purses from Paraguay uh, as D Sachs. And that was really the beginning of social entrepreneurship, right? You buy a product that is made, handmade in another country, in this case, South America, and a portion of those proceeds go to building their communities, kind of like a Tom's model, right? Um, and that was really the beginning of this world and online entrepreneurship. And I have grown a lot from building this clunky website in Wix.com uh, and now running this uh, career coaching business. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. I love bagels, pizza, and empanadas that my grandmother makes. And I can't forget iced coffee. It's really one of my favorite things. And this really keeps me fueled as I run all the many parts of being not only CEO, but you're the chief marketing officer, the finance person, the accountant, you build the funnels as an online uh, solopreneur right now. And my family's from Paraguay, South America. I love to travel, learn new languages and tech and also education. Let's jump right into it. What led you to start this online business? What was the pivot point for you? Awesome, awesome question. So the pivot point for me was in 2018 when I returned from Brazil as a Fulbright scholar, I was at a crossroads. I was really processing and reflecting this experience of being abroad and learning Portuguese and being in the, immersed in this international education space, realizing that I can go th in three directions. Number one, I could enter the corporate world and really harness these global skills that I had learned from living abroad, not only in Brazil, but previously in Spain and Australia and Paraguay. So I had all these experiences and languages I can bring to the corporate world. Number two, I could go back to higher education and work in the academic counseling department where I was working. Or three, become a PhD uh, candidate and could continue my education because I had all this all these research ideas that I was like, oh, I should 
go to PhD school and write a dissertation, right? And the academic in me. And then in December of 2018, my mom fell down the stairs and broke her leg. And life was like, just kidding, you're going to be a professional stay-at-home daughter and be her primary caretaker. So in that space, I really had to stay home and be her caretaker, but also take the opportunity to reflect on, okay, what is going on right now in my life? And how, what skills do I have? How can I bring that into the online space? So I started freelancing, teaching Spanish online, SAT, AP tutoring, freelancing with interpreting, and also resume writing and supporting people through the college and job application process. So that's when the idea started to come uh, to fruition, right? If there's third party companies hiring me to freelance, then wait, if I figure out how to manage this on my own, I can do this, be my own boss, and then eventually travel the world once I have a system and automation in place, right? And that's kind of how we met through Bucketlist Bombshells and the vision to travel the world and also work from home. So not only because the life gave me this situation that I had to work from home, but also say, okay, I can merge this with my dreams, right? So that's when the rabbit hole of online entrepreneurship started and all the podcasts, Jenna Kutcher, Amy Porterfield, (laughs) Bobby Clink, all those, um, the bucket list bombshells. That's how I found them, right? I watched all the freebie webinars. I read all the articles. I did all the things to figure out, okay, this is doable. This is not just some crazy idea. There's people doing it. There's mentors in this space. How do I connect with them? How do I start uh, building this idea, right? So that's when Delhi Lingo really started. It started off as just teaching English and teaching Spanish online to students in Brazil and China, and then kind of evolved into what it is today, which is the Delhi Lingo Academy, where I do one-on-one coaching, advising, but also building courses as digital products for anyone who wants to learn the skill sets for resume writing, interview prep, and cover letters, as well as the college admissions process. Great. Thank you for that introduction. Um, I think I want to take a step back. You said you're from Paraguay, you know, you're very connected to your heritage, and I think we should all be very proud of where we come from. So can we talk a little bit about what it's like being a Latina business owner, or especially, you know, with our podcast being more female oriented, what is it like being a female Latina business owner? Absolutely. I love that question because it's super important to the representation of being a woman, but also Latina. We know the statistics of uh, how women are paid less, but then Latina uh, women are paid even less. So when you read those statistics, that fuels me to say, okay, if I want representation, if I want to see that in the corporate world or the online entrepreneurship space, then I also need to show up, right? So as a higher education professional, I was usually one of two Latinas in the room making decisions for students and on behalf of first generation underrepresented students. So they needed that representation for me to be there. In the same way, online entrepreneurship needs that representation. And I love what your podcast is doing with unsung heroes and really bringing light to that. So I like to take 
uh, step back, like you said, with um, Latina business ownership, it has very has many layers to it, right? You're running your business here. You're being all the hats. You're not only CEO, like I mentioned before, you're running your internet marketing, your online course building, you're connecting with people to network and get the word out there, but you're also managing at-home responsibilities, right? Like I mentioned, I'm a professional stay-at-home daughter, so I supported my mom through her recovery, but even now during quarantine and this pandemic happening, my grandmother is quarantining with us, so how do I help her and be there for her and support her through her doctor's appointments, right? I serve as an interpreter for her on the phone. I take her to her appointments if no one else can. So there's many layers to responsibilities of not only being a business owner, which is your dreams, but also being a daughter, being a cousin, and being a very family-oriented person, which is part of the Latino culture, and really understanding that as a business owner, Latina business owner, you don't have to separate the both of them. You can integrate them into your life, into your work-life balance. It's not easy, right? I'm not going to say it's easy, but I will say that there are tools and tips and tricks that you can use to really have that balance. And you can do both, right? With challenges and and juggling, um, but it's not to discard one or the other, right? I'm not going to give up my dream to be a business owner um, because of certain maybe familial responsibilities, right? Or you're not gonna give up your familial responsibilities because something else is more demanding. So it's about finding that balance, I think. I love that. And thank you for carrying the different layers. I know we, as women, right, we have to play so many different roles, right, in the corporate mm-hmm. world, in our own jobs versus back at home and what that is. And I was just talking with a previous guest on here, you know, the, the whole like working from home movement now is, you know, how do we adjust to that even because, you know, where there's no inspiration in environment, I think was a big topic in that episode. Um, but yeah, thank you for kind of mentioning the many different layers you have to play in this kind of role. <laughs> One of the things that you say is kind of maintaining these different roles and navigating um, life, especially during COVID era is, is what we're calling it now. Do you have any tips or how were you able to navigate, let's say? Absolutely. I think um, the politics of space is very important, right? I have, I'm blessed to have an office space, my own desk, my own enclosed area. I understand a lot of people may not have that if they're living in an apartment or if they're living with more than four people in their house. So I, I recognize the privilege that I have in that. And so number one, right, I created a space for myself in this office. I as you can see behind me, all the books are there to keep me inspired. I love reading and my physical space, my uh, laptop. And that's kind of the physicality of the work from home environment. But then there's also tools that I use. So one of the biggest tools that I use is journaling and not like the traditional like dear diary. uh, I'm sad today. I mean, you can write I'm sad or happy, but that's kind of the myth with journaling. Over the years, I've established this system where I have it here, Cheryl Strayed's book, Brave Enough. I don't know if uh, you've read Cheryl Strayed or Wild or seen the movie. Um, so what I do is kind of this daily practice is I like flip through it and I pick a quote that resonates with me and I journal about it. I copy the quote and then I journal. So in this case, I did it with you here live. And the quote is, so I would journal right on trust your gut 
forgive yourself and be grateful. So I would copy that quote and then write out what comes up uh, with that quote, right? Um, gratitude, forgiving myself for maybe um, mistakes I've made or, and, not, and realizing they're not mistakes. Maybe they're learning tools or a detour in the right direction. And then ultimately, I think the most important is trust my gut, right? We're going through this experience in COVID and even before COVID when we're dealing with difficulties in life, we, we have to learn how to trust our gut and trust our instincts. So those are kind of the two big tools that I've used is the space, the physical space of your work, creating that schedule, like from this time to this time, I will work from this time to this time, I will um, network with people from this time to this time, I will journal or I will exercise, right? Creating those intentional spaces in your calendar and then journaling and letting myself just uh, process any feelings that come up good um, or sad or however I'm feeling in that moment because running an online business can be very frustrating. The tech isn't working, the code isn't working, my domain isn't set up, or I don't know how to do a funnel. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So it's important to keep that space to ground myself in the work of, okay, my bigger why is to bring representation for people, for women, for young Latinas who are coming up after me. Right. And to kind of follow up on that point with the journaling, um, mm -hmm. when you say you journal to stay grounded as a business owner and to help career coach, be a career coach to students, is this an exercise that we can kind of change or adapt to students or other people who are looking to, who are maybe not entrepreneurs per se, but would like to be? Um, and how does, how do you think that would apply to them? Absolutely. This is a tool that I teach my students in our sessions. I ask them, so what do you do to stay grounded? And, and sometimes they just say, I go for a walk or I talk to my parents or I, my friends. And then I introduce this. Um, you don't have to use Brave Enough by Cheryl Strayed. You can use Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur, The Sun and Her Flowers. Um, April, April Green has a good poetry book. Any poetry book, I do recommend it be like a short poetry or short quotes so you don't get overwhelmed by like long text and then it becomes tedious right so I think it's important to keep it short and sweet and definitely for me even when I was going through the situation with my mom it was very hard so we meditated a lot but I would also do this journaling prompt in the morning to kind of set the day and the intention but also at night to ground me in okay what did we do right today what did we learn from today how do we move forward so I think this is definitely applicable to any aspiring entrepreneurs any students that I support or any future students that I meet and anyone listening on this podcast is super important to um, find that way to stay grounded but use this tool it's very simple and if you don't like to write then maybe you can in google docs you can like type your it types your voice so you can just speak to it and say I read this quote this is how I feel about it if you don't want to write so I think those are tools that you can use to really um it, it ties into self-care and staying balanced and grounded, which is what we need today in this world, especially this week with everything that's going on in Minneapolis and uh, the Black community and solidarity with them. We have to do this energy work to stay grounded. Yes. And I thank you for kind of bringing that up. I know that this episode will probably go out in one or two weeks. So, you know, mm -hmm. this, this will kind of just, the events will kind of shift, but the 
problems are ever still present. So, exactly. um, and I, my heart does definitely go out to the community there. And so, yeah, thank you for kind of giving this tool set and this toolkit to our listeners who are interested in using this. So um, just to reiterate any poetry book that you think resonates with you um, will do. And then you flip to a page and kind of just write about it. So I kind of like that there's the, it takes the pressure of having to come up with a prompt you know, I feel like when I go to journal, exactly. I have to go look for a prompt. I got to, you know, write something. And I mean, the obvious <laughs> way is to like say, okay, I'm always grateful for X, Y, and Z for today. But um, I mm-hmm. think taking that kind of pressure off allows you to go to a different dimension. And I really appreciate that. That kind of, yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll start doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's another thing I teach is don't police yourself. There is no right or wrong way to journal. But I think it takes the pressure off of saying, oh, I have to think of something, I have to write something. It's like, no, just let just let it flow from what's coming out. And don't police yourself. It's like, don't say, oh, you're right, or you're wrong. If you if you and don't think about grammar. Journaling is not about grammar. (laughs) Just let it out. (laughs) Love that. Just just let it out. Love it. Love it. And I think, yeah, I think one of the other great ideas is you don't have to write, you can do a voice memo note or, you know, dictate it to Google Docs or what have you, any kind of app that has that. Such a great idea. Wow. Okay. Um, do you have other stories of being like a female Latina business owner that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest uh, journey that you go on to become an entrepreneur or an online business owner or any type of business, right? If it's brick and mortar, um, you have to sit with your why and really get to know what it is you want to do and what you want to bring to the world and your community and utilize your experiences that you've already had. So for me, I'm already a first-gen Latina. I went through college. I studied abroad and I worked in university. So I'm using those experiences to tailor it to my community and ultimately becoming a superpower in the process. So I think, um, I think that's the most important thing when you're thinking about starting your own business or uh, growing in a particular way. And I think a great story is I was supporting students at Fairfield University, which is also my alma mater. Um, and we were discussed, they were saying, oh, there should be more Latinas, there should be more this in higher ed and, and everywhere, right? We're underrepresented everywhere. And I said, okay, but if you want to see that change in that particular community, then you have to show up, right? So they're saying there aren't that many nurses. I said, okay, then maybe you should major in nursing and become that nurse so other people can see you. Or for me, right, I see a uh, huge disparity in online entrepreneurship. And I want to be that to other Latinas, right? Build this community of Latinas who are growing in their careers and and growing in their life and professional development, personal development, and just want something more out of their experiences and not just show up to like their nine to five, right? They want to do something empowering. So this community that listening to this uh, podcast, right, they're in this entrepreneurship space, in this tech startup environment that has a lot of raw energy, 
that is important to stay tapped into that, right? As we move along our careers, it's important to stay in that energy and that space and connect with new networks so we don't lose that momentum. So always think about our why, and that's going to be our greater uh, driving force. Our experiences are our superpower that make us the experts in these communities. So definitely keep that in your mind as you're growing your entrepreneurship um, business, I think is super important. Yeah. And I want to add to that point is, um, I think the third layer of that would be to keep telling your story, right? You have your experiences, you have your superpower, never stop telling your story because that's how you get heard and that's how you show up. Um, and I think it's, yeah, you've made a good point, like show up for your people, show up for your community so they can see and they can imagine themselves in that, in that role. Um, Oh, today I saw an Instagram post and it was this really sad story actually, but it's, it's inspiring because it touches on exactly what you're saying. Um, because in light of the Minneapolis kind of events going on and, you know, the black community being suppressed, um, someone had wrote that this kid went to a bookstore to buy a comic book and he was wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Um, and the the guy obviously at the register asked him like asked the little boy like who who's your favorite spider-man character mm -hmm. um and uh he had said peter parker who's obviously white um and um the man who was running the shop said i forgot his name but he's like the african-american the black version of spider-man mm -hmm. and this kid was all of a sudden like his world was shook he's like he didn't know Spider-Man could also be black. And it's like that whole like representing that identity, that superhero identity for this little boy and being a role model for him just like opened his eyes. And he like ran away telling his mom screaming, you know, Spider-Man's black. And so it's just like, it's such a great story, but it also just personifies everything you've just said, like showing up and using your superpowers. So I love that. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. You have to show up because if I didn't see someone who maybe looked like me, then I would still be thinking, oh, can I actually do this? Can I really make this difference? And the, an the short answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's um, with the larger picture of this podcast is like there's a lot less women in entrepreneurship roles mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship groups. And I think we want to kind of bring that diversity in and bring I think there's a lot of energy there that we can really tap into right like you said so yeah just kind of being able to bring that into the community and melding it together I think that synergy could be so much more exciting um, than what it is now I'm not saying it's not exciting now but I feel like th there's right, the right. next level <laughs> is definitely yeah of course um so yeah do you have any other um I think tidbits or pivot points in your lives or unsung heroes in your life that have kind of helped you through this journey to here? Yeah, that's a great question. I've had, I think the biggest unsung hero could be my grandmother or my mother. My grandmother was a teacher. She taught fifth and sixth grade in Paraguay. She taught for 40 years and she Anytime I have questions, and her father was a business owner in Paraguay in this small community called Akai. He uh, started his own business, the corner store of, of the town. He was known by everyone in that community. 
And I think he's an unsung hero because he had a second grade education and he was able to run this business where he sold cotton, he sold um, dairy products, he sold meat, he sold all these corner store products that people would come and buy from him because they knew he would sell something of value. And then my his wife, my great grandmother now, uh, she would she would sew clothing and sell that in that corner store and she would manage she would kind of be the manager of the of the finances in that space and then my mother when she was younger and she would visit the, them in Akai she would be the bookkeeper like my grand, great grandfather would tell her what to write in the book and she would keep track of the numbers so i think all of those stories like my entrepreneurship I guess, DNA comes from my great grandparents who started in this small community with a second and fifth grade education, and they were able to have a successful business and then um, grow their family from those experiences. So that's kind of a familial unsung hero. And then in the tech world of unsung hero, I think uh, Danielle Leslie, I mean, now she's huge, right? She owns her, uh, she sells this course called Course from Scratch. And now she's, I think, at the $10 million mark. But this is a black woman who started with this idea and created this funnel to this course. And now she is mentoring and supporting uh, young entrepreneur women. And she attracts right women of color underrepresented communities because in her we see this possibility that we can also be part of this um, arena and part of this uh, community and not just um, the big names like you mentioned uh, Cheryl Sandberg who's CEO of Facebook or um, who's another big one like Sally from Elvest right so there are a lot of big people who we know but there are people in the second tier or that are also growing that are unsung heroes for me um mm -hmm. so those are some of the people that i kind of follow right now <laughs> i love that um what are some takeaways that we can give our listeners what are actionable steps they can do and what are some key takeaways with this podcast episode Absolutely. I think some actionable items that people can take if they're um, exploring this idea of entrepreneurship is know your story, know who you are. We mentioned this previously and understanding that your story is your superpower and you're uniquely uh, you have unique talent that you can bring to any community that you want to serve. Uh, number two would be come from come into this community and this space as a way to serve right sure we're going to make money and we're going to be successful in that financial way but also come from a mindset of serving your community and bringing value to everyone so if you know your story and you're grounded in your why you can bring that value to people so uh tools right you journal to figure out what you're who you are and your story and also, you're not the sum of only your experiences. You're so much more than your GPA, your grade, your college, uh, if you went to college, if you didn't go to college, right? All those markers don't define who you are, right? We get to define who we want to be in this space. So really know your why, your story, and then really do some research in your community as to what are some needs and services that people have and how you can bring them 
bring them that. So if you think that you can be of service in any field, right, how to teach someone how to cook or how to exercise or how to learn a new language or how to read, develop your story and develop your system within that, reverse engineer it, and then you can build a business around that. So I think those are key uh, actionable steps and key takeaways that I, I hope people get from listening to my story and this podcast is that you can uniquely be yourself and bring your experiences to build a business and use that as your superpower. And maybe something that someone has criticized you on is actually something that is your superpower. So really reflect on that. Um, is really important and a key takeaway. Love that. Thank you. Um, and where can our listeners find you? Absolutely. So you can find me at my website, which is www.delicia, which is D-E-L-I-C-I-A, Alarcon, A-L-A-R-C-O-N.com. Or find me on Instagram. It is also my first name, D-Alarcon at Instagram <laughs> is my username. Yep, we'll link it down into the show notes, of course. Um, great. Awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on the show with us. Um, yep, and we'll sign off now. Awesome. Thank you so yes. much for having me. Thank I really you. appreciate yes. it. This was so much fun. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you're interested in the Chinese version of this episode, that will follow in a few days. If you liked what you heard, feel free to share and give us a like wherever you find our podcast. And also, feel free to leave us a message via our Anchor platform. Alright, thank you and we'll see you next week.